anyway, we, uh, it is time to, in fact, get her done. Uh, the, we are here, uh, welcome to the second episode of the Panglossian Productions presents the best of all possible podcast. <laughs> My name is Robert Weathers, I am your host uh, for the podcast, and here at Panglossian Productions in Williamsburg, Virginia, we have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced, the underproduced, and boy do we love 10-minute plays. And we, every so often, will produce nights of 10-minute plays, but unfortunately, over the years, well, perhaps not unfortunately, we have been sent hundreds of plays, and I mean that literally. We absolutely cannot produce all of these works, and some of these works are pretty bad, but many of them are really very good and deserve a reading. So this podcast is all about giving these a cold read and having a brief, light-hearted discussion afterwards. Every week we have a special guest, someone who has something to promote coming up in the area, and this week our special guest is none other than Justin Jones. Welcome, Justin. I'm loving I'm loving the, this noise that you're making over here. Person who's not introduced yet. So, Justin. <laughs> so, Justin, uh, I can't help but notice that you're Batman. Yep. Is that accurate? Uh, man, I wish I was. Or are you, are you Bruce Wayne in this particular situation? Um, well, I guess I am Bruce Wayne in this particular situation, although I'm not rich and or muscular, nor can I fight anyone, so I'm kind of Bruce Wayne <laughs> without any of the perks of being Bruce Wayne. Oh, I see. Oh, man, that, that just went to a really dark place really fast. <laughs> uh, so, so in, in reality, well, not reality, I guess, if you had the option uh, of choosing any of the superheroes to be, who is it that you would pick? Uh, I've been asked this before, and I think it's a really weird one that people don't understand. But Is it Aquaman? Like, it's Aquaman. I like Zatanna <laughs> from the Justice League because she can do anything just by saying it backwards. And I think that that's like, it's both a brain teaser and like an almighty power. So you get to have a little bit of fun while you're <laughs> summoning the powers of another world. Awesome. Well, welcome. I should point out, by the way, that there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight total people in this room, and only one other person went, oh, when you said that. <laughs> so, but welcome. Uh, welcome to the Best of All Possible podcast. We're happy to have you here. So today, we are going to be reading a play by a playwright named Benjamin Weiner, and the play is How to Be Dead. How to Be Dead uh, will be joined uh, in reading by none other than our good friend Jason Ballou. Welcome, Jason. Yeah. That, that means I can talk now, right? That right? That's right. You can talk and you can make all sorts of fun noises, get her done. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. So, uh, so Jason uh, is from Arkansas. He's actually wearing an Arkansas Razorbacks shirt right now. Are you are you are you a fan of Larry the Cable Guy? No, actually, I'm not. Oh. Um. Sorry about that. I, I, I realize I probably should be, but no, I'm, I'm really I, not. I feel like I should apologize to everyone who's listening yeah, to us right now. I'm a bad example for Southerners, yes. Uh, you know what? I, I will shamelessly say that I think Larry the Cable Guy is funny. I think he's a bad example of, for Southerners. Everyone else in the room is giving me a big thumbs down, but there you go. Quiet over there, Mr. Zantana. I see you. Uh, but uh, anyways, so we have a, the play here tonight, again, is How to Be Dead. There are two characters in the play. I will be reading the stage directions, 
Justin, if you would be so kind as to read the part of Declan, and Jason, if you would be so kind as to read the part of Andrew. Sure. Now, this is a cold reading, so whatever happens, happens, and once it's finished, we will introduce the rest of our panel and have our discussion uh, here in about 10 minutes. How to Be Dead by Benjamin Weiner. A soulless, renovated classroom at an old college. Declan, a perpetually bored teenage boy, is waiting. A tired, happy man in sweats, Andrew, walks in. Is this... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not sure if I... This is it. Declan! Oh my god, Declan! Can just sit? Oh, sure. I mean, isn't it... Weird uh, that I'm teaching you? No, no, Declan, it, it, it's wonderful. I just... Just uh, sit, okay? Uh, oh, okay. Andrew sits down, he gets out a notebook. Uh, Declan writes, How to be dead on the board. How to be dead. I, I saw they said I had to sign up for it. I'm still figuring out how this all works. Yeah, can we just start? Sure. But can we, uh... This doesn't have to take a million years. Uh, okay. Okay. Welcome to How to Be Dead. I'm not going to do a famous quote or anything. We're just here, so let's get started. First is obviously dying. I think I already... Uh... It's, re it's review. You oh. have to review. Find a partner and put together a short skit representing your death. Really? It's what it says. You have to do what it says? Can you just find a partner? How? I'll do it. Even though it's like... Okay. So you'll come on and I'll be like, Oh, I apparently have this undiagnosed heart thing. Oh, I didn't know. That just needs to be clear. <laughs> right, can't I just like clutch like this and... Oh, no! Oh, sure. Fine. They'll <laughs> figure it out. Okay. I'm going for a jog, alright? Did you really say that? No, I think I just went. So just go. They'll figure it out. Should I, like, mind putting on jogging clothes? I don't know. I'm not just going to tell you what to do. This is a group project. Oh, okay, I, I'm just too... Andrew minds putting on jogging clothes, going for a run, having a heart attack, and dying. But then what do I do? I don't know. The woman who found me... You could be my heart. I'll just be the woman. Okay. Declan, Mime's finding him and making a call. 911, I think this guy had a heart attack. Please send an ambulance. Now, here's my question. Can we not do questions right yeah, now? Can I, can I ask you one thing? <laughs> we can do questions at the end. I thought you'd be happy to see me again. It's not me. Next up is stillness. What do you, what do you mean it's not me? It's not. It's not him. Oh. But you have to hold still. You can do a few muscle spasms, but then it's nothing. Okay. I'll try. Andrew lies down and tries, but he flinches. You can't flinch. It's hard. That's why you're here. I think. Focus it's... on your breathing, but like, on not breathing. Okay. Andrew focuses and as still as possible. The clan slaps him. Hey! You move. You hit me! Do you know what stillness means? Yeah, but... It, I, it means you don't move, even when people hit you. It's hard! Literally every human being does it. They all take this class? They don't need all need it, okay? Hold still. Andrew tries. The clan hits him again. Stop moving! The clan hits him again. 
Don't move when I hit you. I can't! You can't talk! The clan hits him again. Andrew gets up. You definitely can't get up. What if I get up? What if I say no? You're here, you signed up, and you're here. I'm dropping. It's past the drop window. I'll fail. Then you'll repeat it. I'll drop out. Of what? Death? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Drop out of death. I'm sorry. Look, I guess we can skip stillness for... We can? I guess. I said, I guess. I don't know what happens next. Uh, next is... Well, it's supposed to be decomposition. Really? It's what it says. It's kind of nice, though. If there aren't plants or even worms, it's, it's something. Worms aren't something. They're something. They're worms. I'm just saying, I, I think it can be decomposition. You can't do it without stillness. I guess not. But, I mean, when we get there, it's okay. Okay. Even if it's actually the worst part. Especially if you're not even still. Should we try stillness again? A weird bell sounds. No, class is over. Andrew begins to pack up. I guess we can do questions now. Andrew raises his hand. Yeah? If you're not Declan, who are you? I'm just a grad student. Why do you look like him? I don't know. I guess it's like a scholarship. A scholarship? He's paying. Why? He needs it. It's embarrassing to have a dead dad who doesn't know how to be dead. <laughs> I don't think it's... It's going to be a problem, okay? In the middle of art class, do you know how frustrating it is when they say, bring the permission slip to your mom and dad, and then your dad, and your dad doesn't know how to be dead, and then he's not, and your picture bringing it home to him, and the teacher catches herself, and she's like, you're a parent. Whatever she says, but it's too late. I'm not doing it on purpose. Yes, you are! I'm just the kind of person who... You're not a person! Uh, of course I am! That's the last lesson, okay? You can't skip stillness, and you can't skip decomposition, but next is when you're not even a person, you're not even a dead person, and you graduated dead, and you're not even a dead person, you're nothing. And don't say worms or dirt, because worms are nothing, and dirt is nothing, and you need to be nothing. Oh, I'd do anything for him. So? I can't, though. Please, Daddy. Stop, you're not... You said that- Please, Daddy, I need you to try. Stop that. I can't. Please, Daddy. Stop! Stop acting like him! It's me, Daddy. No! It's me. We can see each other one last time. It's too- I know it's too much. It's way too much, okay? So try. So practice at least. Just lie back and rest. Just rest and soon you'll be asleep. Don't even try to sleep. Just lie back and rest. I'll be right down the hall, okay? I, I can't. Yes, you can. Just lie back and rest. Don't try to sleep. Just rest your eyes. I'm scared. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Andrew lies back and closes his eyes and tries to stay still. The clan waits and then sings. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Andrew is still. The clan tries to rouse his father. Andrew doesn't respond. The clan stops. Lights fade. End of play. <laughs> All right. Well done, guys. So, I told you, we have a thing for the weird, don't we? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
So in the next part of the podcast, what we'd like to do is we'd like to open up the panel to another, uh, to another, another guest who uh, will add into the panel as our director's eye, and we'll have a nice, lighthearted conversation about the play that we just read. And so I'd like to welcome onto the panel Mr. Michael Empson. Welcome. <laughs> with, with that ending, I'm not sure how lighthearted this is going to be. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that's uh, I think that, that is a mark of of ten minute plays, though, isn't it? I mean, we uh, you can you can have something that's funny or raunchy uh, that can take a a very quick turn, mainly because if it's written as a ten minute play, it has to. So uh, tell me, Mike. I mean, if you were excuse me, Michael, if you were to uh, if you were to be the director for this piece, how would you uh, how would you approach this with your actors with the sharp turn that it takes really within you know about a page and a half there at the end? Well, it's interesting. As I was listening to this, it's it's got a very quick uh, <laughs> syncopated kind of rhythm. I agree. Sheldon agrees with me. That's right. <laughs> um, it's, it's got a really quick rhythm to it, and I think uh, I think. In order to to get that uh, that change that comes so quickly at the end, there you really have really need to drive through to it, and then just let that pace just uh, kind of halt for a moment. Let that space kind of exist. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think just uh, allowing the the tempo and the rhythm of it to take that almost 180 degree turn where it, it wants to right there towards the end. I could tell that even with this being a cold read, that uh, Jason and Justin, you both were feeling this sort of tug and release on on the rhythm. Uh, Absolutely, how, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have? Uh, how did how did that affect your reading here? Um, did Did you feel like that there were points when your character wanted to speed up or slow down? I feel like Jason, your character uh, Andrew, would be the one who wanted to slow down, and uh, Declan, Declan, whatever mm -hmm. we might want to call you, uh, <laughs> might uh, want to. Um, uh, might be the one who wants to speed it up. Uh, Jason, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. The The fun thing about cold readings is you never know what you're about to walk into. That is true. And so by the time you get there, <laughs> it's too late to change whatever decision you just made. Mm -hmm. So as you're going through it and you're starting to figure out who these people are and what they're experiencing, you do take on that feeling. And I definitely felt like Andrew was trying to almost stop the process, even more so than just slow it down. Sure, sure. Keep it from moving forward. Um, so, but the playwright doesn't allow that. So you just kind of, you got to take the words on the page and you just go along for the ride as the actor, just trying to figure out where's my next step and why am I going there? Uh-huh. And then, uh, as, as you, uh, alluded to just a moment ago, realizing the choice that you just made, you know, after there's, it's too late to do anything about it, right? Yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait to hear this again and hear how many bad choices I made. <laughs> Interestingly though, that right there lends itself really well to this play because Andrew is cruising along mm -hmm. with, with the clan or Declan or whatever. Did I say his name wrong? Is that, is that what you were yeah. saying? I okay. assume right. it was Declan. I think but, so. But, but, but regardless. It doesn't but, matter. Yeah. Andrew's cruising along. And it's it's not really until we get about two pages, three pages from the end, where Andrew, uh, where Declan starts uh, addressing him as Daddy, where Andrew goes, wait, wait, hold on a second, I thought this was all just practice, and all of a sudden it becomes real. So uh, it was interesting to see you as an actor reading this for the first time, coming to that realization of, oh shit, wait, what just happened? Yeah, and I think I was about um, two pages late on realizing it, but. <laughs> But it's the same, it, uh, that's something I think from a director's perspective that can 
very can especially in the usually the very quick nature in which a ten minute play is put up sure. uh, can be uh, helpful. And this is something I think that uh, I think there's something that Declan uh, comes into the play knowing is going to be the end game here. The point of this class is how to be dead, mm -hmm. to be dead. Uh, and so I wonder about when we were speaking about the rhythm just a moment ago. Uh, there are certainly uh, in the curtness of your your lines overall, but also in the means in which you felt compelled to deliver them. It felt like you were just trying to speed this along as much as possible. Um, do you feel like that you were at odds as well with Andrew throughout uh, throughout the course of the play because of that? Um, I guess so because it did add like the. Kind of hill about like the contrast and the way that they were acting. I just I took the cue from the perpetually bored teenager bit, and then of course saying the okays and yeah and mm -hmm. all of that shortness and such. And I just thought, oh, well, I guess I just assumed that he was dead too, and it was going to kind of be like them poking around like a buddy comedy. And that oh, just took I that very time. I, had, I had that same question, as a matter of fact, and and. I don't know if this is something that even needs to be answered. I think it's something that would be explored in rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Whether or not Declan is also dead and he's pulling his father through to the other mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. Or if uh, Declan is still alive and he is there at his bedside saying it's okay to let go. I think you can look, attack it from either direction and see what comes from that. I think that that's... Or if it really even matters in the end. Yeah, and, and you know what? Uh, maybe it doesn't matter in the end. Um, but I think that that's a really interesting perspective on this. If, if Declan is alive, but talking to him along the deathbed and pushing him into, into the light, so to speak, uh, that sure does put a different spin on the, on the end of this, and it certainly puts a different spin on how you attack it in the beginning, right? <laughs> yep. Um, so I wonder, Mike, I want to uh, shoot another question your way. Uh, we have a situation here where we are going to be blocking these characters into a classroom setting, and there's going to be a board. He's supposed to write on the board, at least according to the stage directions. Um, how do you picture the stage setup in a 10-minute play setting? So it would be simple, whatever it is. But how would you picture the stage setup in, in blocking these guys in the beginning? Well, especially for the fact that this is a 10-minute play, chances are there's not going to there's no set to speak of. You're going to have, you know, chairs, acting blocks, one not to work with. I would put the uh, the board, the chalkboard, whiteboard, whatever it happens to be, right down stage center. Not actually have a board there. Go ahead and let uh, let Declan grab the marker, write it out as though it is there, and so so we keep everything facing downstage. Uh, one of the problems you can run into very quickly is trying to put something upstage or offstage and all of a sudden mm -hmm, the yeah. focus is anywhere except the audience. So there's no reason that we can't put it right down center and just ignore the fact that uh, there's no fourth wall there. Yeah, I, th I think you're absolutely right about that. Uh, anything uh, to add to that, Jason? No, that's an interesting perspective. I, in my mind, I was picturing it off to like a stage right or left so that whenever, um, whenever Declan is, um, <laughs> is, is ah. giving the lesson so that his, his back is not to the audience. But again, you know, I, I think you could do it a lot of ways. Yeah. So, uh, so gentlemen, uh, the, the, last, the last question that I'd like to pose to you, and it's not really a question, it's just more of a comment about uh, once we get into page five, I made a note about uh, uh, Declan saying, you can't flinch, Andrew, it's hard. Declan, that's why you're here. Andrew, I think. And then Declan, focus on your breathing, but it's not like breathing. Him instructing him in death struck me really uh, 
really hard as an our town kind of dead people. Uh, in which I mean that the dead people are there, they're aware of the living, but the living aren't aware of them. Um, our Town by Thornton Wilder, I mean. Sorry, <laughs> to be clear about that. <laughs> not, uh, not Our Town of Williamsburg, Virginia, home of the raucous tombs. And ah, I tried to make a joke, I didn't land. Anyways. It's <laughs> alright, moving on. Only one in ten has to land to be funny. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so anyways, I just I just wonder if you wanted to make any comments about the uh, about the state of the dead people in, in this play and uh, whether or not you had, uh, whether or not they struck you in any particular way. Uh, or if you thought that um, the tropes that are being used here uh, in that Andrew is not really Andrew, whoever he is, whether he's already dead or if he's still living, he's not actually the person that he appears to be, uh, even though Declan, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Declan is not the right person he Woo. appears to be, even though Andrew recognizes him. Uh, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit here, but do you have any comments about that, uh, gentlemen? Chirp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, okay. Well, you know what? That's all, that's all right. We're just about at our time anyway. Uh, I want to thank all you gentlemen for coming on to the board here today and for reading and for offering your advice. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much. I want to make sure to uh, make special thanks to Benjamin Weiner, the author of, author of the play. And I also want to be sure to thank our special guest, Mr. Justin Jones. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, Justin, uh, you have a... You have uh, some work coming up here in the area with Williamsburg Players, and you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Can you tell us about that? Uh, so I will be joining the Williamsburg Players from September 7th to the 23rd at the York James Playhouse as Snoopy, and you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Uh, it's been a really, it's a really fun show, and it's not just a kid show, which is what a lot of people have been thinking it was, but we've been hammering it home that it's a family show, that these kids feel very deep things that we're also learning in adulthood, and it's also really funny and cute, so. That's right, and if I, if I remember correctly, <laughs> the, uh, towards the end, you'll, you'll have a whole song about what happiness is, right? Yes. <laughs> That's, all right, well, thank you, gentlemen, once again for joining us. Thank you, uh, who is listening to us right now, for joining us as well. We want to place another special thanks to Zodiac Productions and Lauren Watkins, our sound tech, who's sitting right here with us. Thank you very much. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button uh, so that you get all of our new our new podcasts. They'll be released weekly. And we'll see you next time on the best of all possible podcasts. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.